0: Good day, punters. Welcome to this week's episode of Bet with Brilliance. It's the preview podcast for uh Taker Stanks, sorry, Tacred Stakes Day at Rose Hill and at Caulfield. We return to Caulfield on Saturday in Melbourne for Easter Cup Day. Uh, as always joined by uh, yeah, joined by uh, Jared Fish, the Sydney writer and analyst for Brilliance Racing. Fish, how are you going, mate? G'day, Jack. Going well,
1: mate. Uh, long, long weekend this weekend with Easter. So it's going to be great to have Friday off tomorrow and fill out, fill out the form for Saturday. Um, great card at Rose Hill, eight group races and then a high benchmark race to finish it off. So, yeah, looking forward to the weekend.
0: Yeah, looking forward to doing the, the previews for, for that weekend. I mean, yourself, especially, there's some really good horses going around. in in Rose Hill there, and, and no doubt I'll be able to find a few at Caulfield if I keep my form up. Um, looking at the tracks for the weekend, mate, what's it like in Sydney? What are we expecting at, at Rose Hill? Before I get into that,
1: I will give you a wrap there, mate. It's never easy to pick uh, five winners on a any <laughs> card, but Wednesday at Sandown, you've done well there, so good stuff. Um, Rose Hill's currently a soft five today, but it's been pretty hot and sunny out there, so Certainly expecting it to be a good four tomorrow, or yeah, it should get into the good range tomorrow. It's um third week here at Rose Hill, um with it with it, uh, not including that uh, weekend the off they had, but it's played pretty fairly, and I think it will tomorrow as well. The rails out six meters, which um will play into the leaders' hands a little bit. It's going to make it hard for horses coming on from the back, but in terms of the actual uh, track, it should play pretty fairly. So yeah, looking forward to the good track tomorrow. What about um Caulfield?
0: Very much the same, mate. Uh, rail's out six metres there as well, so I'm expecting being in the first two or three pairs to be uh, a big advantage. Uh, it's good for, and there's been no rain in Melbourne or anything like that as yet, so I'm expecting it to get to a good three there on Saturday. Just before we go into what races we're covering and probably a perfect segue into the betting strategy for the weekend, myself personally at Corfield, like I said, looking for horses in those first two or three pairs, I think we'll get a really even day of racing uh, on the track. So if, you've got, if you like horses that are, are genuine back markers, I think as long as the race sets up for it, they're definitely going to get their chance. Um, and then a very much a similar system in, in Rose Hill, I think. Of late, those inside lanes have been on fire a little bit and it's been tough to make ground out wide. Um, so I'm looking for horses up on the pace towards the inside. What do you think is going to be the best spot to be at Rose Hill on Saturday?
1: Yeah, mate, totally agree with you there. I think you need to be, or you want to be in the um, first five or six horses around the corner, like we mentioned for the slipper last weekend. I've sort of had a bit of a look this week. Been lots of um, soft tracks and wet tracks in Sydney lately, so we're going to be on to a good for the first time in a while, which is sort of maybe try and find one of those horses that prefers a good truck, but has been running on well this prep on the wet tracks anyway, Um, and then they'll get back onto their favourite ground and sort of uh, show their best, but... Yeah, certainly um, advantageous to be on the speed tomorrow, I believe. Well, sorry, on Saturday, Saturday.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So uh, looking at the races we're covering for the weekend, mate, obviously starting in Sydney, we've got the Emancipation Stakes, which is race four uh, that we're going to cover. We've got the Vinary Stud for the three-year-old Phillies, the Tancred there, Doncaster Prelude, and then we're going to have a look at the Easter Cup from Caulfield. Uh, so, Pretty big show to get through. I'm really excited about these races. I, I know in my selections, uh, odds-wise of, of where I've landed on horses, I've started fairly short and then I've gone and found some real value for the punters. So hopefully we'll boot them home on Saturday afternoon. We won't muck around, mate. We'll get straight into the first. It's the, like I said, the emancipation uh, stakes, Group 2 for Phillies and mares. Current favourite is Crone, around the $3.30 mark uh, Nimbley's second line of betting at four eighty. dollars uh, All Saints Eve and Ice Bath are around the $7.58 figure uh, You can have $10 for Graceful Glamour Sweet Deal uh, Rich Hips is at $14 and Longer, the rest Have you got a bit of a speed map there for us, mate? Yeah,
1: mate, well, uh, the usual, The uh, the Grey Mare Graceful Glamour will will take off from Barrier 5 and probably hit the front. I think Sweet Deal will be right there behind her and Orothea as well. Um, So, yeah, there'll be a bit of pace on there. And then the likes of Crone and Nimalee are probably going to have to try and shoot up the inside there to get a comfortable spot. And then there's a few horses at the back. The back markers are sort of out wide in the speed map. Um, I'm pretty keen on Nimalee here with Rachel King and uh, Matt Smith, the trainer. Um, last start, she was absolutely superb, over 1,400 in a Benchmark 100 race. And she beat home Yayo Dash, who then uh, went and won the, the race after that. Polly Gray finished third that day and won last weekend. So there's certainly form there. And if you have a look, um, she had a few issues after that that race. It was a while ago, and she's had a trial since in between. So I'm pretty much treating it as she's first up again um, on Saturday. So if you have a look at her first up record, it's pretty... Pretty good there with two wins from three starts, and she absolutely loves a good track. So, pretty keen on her, actually. And Rachel King's openly stated that Graceful Glamour is her favourite horse. So, I think that all that tells you is there's a massive push from the trainer, Matt Smith, to get on board. Um, no, no knock on Sweet Deal and the Queenslander Crone. I think they're they're a winning chance tomorrow. Crone will carry the big weight, but yeah, I, I had um, Sweet Deal as my danger. What about you, mate? Are you, you sticking with the
0: Queenslander, Crone? I am, mate. I sort of, with the odds that she's gone around the last couple of races, I, I sort of thought that I didn't really want to find her and I sort of wanted to make try and make a case for something else. And uh, I just ended up, I couldn't do it. From barrier two, she's going to get a very similar run to her last two starts. She'll be huddled up on the fence. Uh, she'll be looking for that hole late. Uh, but I think she's going to be on those favourable inside lanes that we spoke about just before. Uh, I think as long as she gets that hole in the straight, she'll absolutely rattle home. I just found it really hard to make a case for anything else personally. The only horse I could really come near was a horse like Quantum Mechanic who's probably going to be up on the pace and and towards those inside lanes, but she looks to be well out of her depth in a race like this. Um, So skinny in the market, I think the market will definitely find Crone uh, especially if we see those inside lanes on fire the first few races at Rose Hill. Um, I think as long as she gets a gap, she's going to be incredibly hard to beat.
1: Yeah, I think Crane will be hard to beat. My only, my only query with um, with her is she's carrying 58 kilos now, which, I mean, she proved that yeah, I was wrong winning the Coolmore 57, so she's certainly flying and Tony gollan has got her absolutely um, going really well. Um, but, yeah... I think this, you got the ice bath there. Who needs a wet track and won't get one? Uh, all Saints Eve's ready to go there, third up and fit. But I think um, she prefers a wet track as well. So yeah, I'm pretty keen to go Nimbly's way and get the punters off to a winning start. But um, Crane's probably the danger. You're right.
0: It's a fair point that you make about uh, a fair point you make about the weight that Crane does have to carry. She does go up to 58 kilos off of her uh, win last start. I don't really see it being any issue. Uh, I think with an extra kilo, you know, last two, uh, last start, sorry, um, she probably just wouldn't have won by as far. Um, the good track sort of worried me for half a second, but she looks a completely different horse of late. Her form has been absolutely incredible. Um, I just don't think the good track or, or, uh, or uh, another kilo on the back is going to hurt her at all. I think the only concern you've got in this race, and it could be a really nervous watch for a little while, um, is making sure that she gets a whole late. As long as she does that, she's got the turn foot to beat these um, off of her last start. I don't doubt that at all. Uh, pretty easy one there for us, I think, mate, but uh, a bit more meat on the bone in the next one. We'll move forward to the Vinery Stud. This one's over 2,000 metres, and it's for the three-year-old fillies. Harmony Rose comes out of the Randwick Guineas and is our $2.80 favourite. Personal's on the second line of betting at $6 with last start win a Hungry Heart. Uh, and then there's double figures, the rest, Impecunious, Horse of Will, Miravale and the rest. Uh, had a look at a speed map for this one as well, mate. Yeah, mate, Harmony Rose will fly out of the
1: gates in barrier 1 and, and take the lead. And then I think you'll find that... Um, Stable mate Eliza Beale and Love Sensation will cart themselves over and be on the pace. Apart from those three, there doesn't look to be much pace there at all. So if those three can relax up front, I think it'll be a slow, slowly run 2,000 metres, which brings more, brings a few horses into play. I landed with Hungry Heart on top for me. Um, just loved, loved her run in the far lap stakes where she had to run around the whole field late on to win. And her sectionals were great. So um, said to me that she's ready to go up uh, further distance again. She just loves a firm service. She needs a firm service, and she's going to get that tomorrow. I don't see any issues with the 2,000 metres. My danger, which has a bit of value, I think is Eliza Beale. Um, She's been going very well this preparation without getting too many tracks that she likes. So back onto a good service. is a massive tick for her. 2,000 is a query first go, but she's fit. She's had a few few races under the belt now. Um, And then, yeah, the likes of Harmony Rose, It's actually a really good race this. There's a few winning chances in it, but, yeah, I like um, Hungry Heart and Eliza Bill with no knocks on Harmony Rose for me. What about
0: you? Uh, We're on the same line of betting here, mate, with our on-top selections. I've got the toppy personal. Um, I went back and looked at her last start where she was beaten by Star L, who's $19 in this race. I noted on that day, and we went through it on the, the review pod, I thought it was quite difficult to make ground that day at Flemington. Star um, Starrell was one of the only to do it but she still only just managed to beat Personal and Chico Uh, I think from memory Chico Fuerte's come out since and won a, a Friday night race at the Valley or something like that at quite short odds so the form stacks up pretty well there. It looked like a pretty fast run race early uh, that was the the CUNY that uh, that L won and Personal ran third so I think that fast run race is going to to bring her on quite well. She did hit a bit of a flat spot Uh in the last sort of 400 metres. At the 300 metre mark, I thought she was home and hosed. Um, but I don't see that flat spot being any issue. Uh, she'll appreciate the step up to 2000 metres for sure. She's got placings at that distance and wins at further ones. The I found this race really interesting from a speed map point of view because they come out of that little back chute at Rose Hill before they go up to that far left-hand turn. Um, so from gate, from the widest gate, she'll definitely push forward. She'll put herself up on the pace. Um, that's where she likes to run her races. Um, I anticipate her to be in in one of the better parts of the track on the day. Uh, I just don't want to be with a horse like Hungry Heart, who's going to have to make ground from the back again. Uh, I mean, I was, we were both on a, you know, last start win. Thank God she got that for us and, there are definitely a few winning chances. You could make cases for the likes of Harmony Rose, and then I could even go and make one for Star L. Uh, I just think that Personal could get this every single way that she wants the race run. Um, and I, I think she's going to have a lot in the tank at the top of the straight when they, uh, when the whips start cracking, mate.
1: Yeah, I definitely found it hard to leave Personal out. And um, the booking of James McDonald's a big one, big tick as well. Um, I'll take back what I said before about Eliza Bill being Harmony Rose's stable mate. That's, um, they're just wearing similar outfits there, but the <laughs> stable match, the, uh, which I also found it hard to leave her out. I don't think she's a massive winning chance. Um, she's sort of fine under the radar. and I heard Newnham say today that um, he thinks his stable mates are very close. He couldn't even pick one on top of the other. So when you see Mirabel at 15 or 14 and Harmony Rose is $2.80, um, you certainly like the look of that. And my only query with Harmony Rose is I and I asked Louie this last night. Um, I think two thousand meters is a bit of a bit of a jump up from what we've seen from her. And I think she likes it better on a soft track, but that's just me. It could be proven wrong on the weekend and that might go out in the window. But yeah, I'm I'm on hungry hard side here.
0: Yeah, that was the the biggest hole I was able to poke in in Harmony Rose was that step up to two thousand meters. I thought of her running the RM weekend. she probably didn't. Uh, or was it the Rose Hill guineas it uh, has fallen out of my head at the moment ran with, uh, ran with guineas I I just didn't think she really looked like she wanted to the 2,000 meters it wasn't a, a race that that told me she wants 2000 so um, but the style that the style that personal ran third to star Rally in last start even though she hit a flat spot and her sectionals really weren't there, she really battled to the line and worked really well. Um, it just – it tells me that she will definitely appreciate the step-up in distance and that run's going to bring her on a long way. Um, so I think Harmony Rose, I just really couldn't put her in the put her in the bet slip at all. I thought she was quite easy to play in, And, and um, I mean, I won't talk you out of Hungry Heart. She was impressive last start.
1: I was just going to say, if, you, if you're going to give me 8 or $9 for Harmony Rose, then I'll probably have a look. But, I mean, she was racing against the boys in that ring of guineas But like you said, I did feel as though she was probably the one that looked like she was tiring late, to be honest with you. That, that's just my eye, but um, other other punters probably don't think so. But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not diving into $2.80 for Harmony Rose. No chance.
0: Yeah, neither am I. Happy with that, mate. We'll get some value out of that race at $6. No dramas. We'll move forward to the next one because I found a horse here on top that I convinced myself this prep I wasn't going to do it and I wasn't going to do it until he came out and run a solid race last start and here I am doing it. Uh, But what we've got here, punters, is the group one sacred stakes over 2,400 metres. Our favourite at the moment is uh, Dragon A, Cox Plate winner from last year. Second line of betting is Melody Bell. Angel of Truth is at $8.50. Spirit Ridge and Toffee Tongue and nine dollars nine fifty for Mirage Dancer and longer. The rest, take us through a speed map here, fish.
1: Just before I get started on the speed map, how is Sir Dragon A the favourite on a good track in this race? Four dollars eighty. Having to laugh, you give me twenty four dollars eighty. He did run, he did race well last start, but I'm not convinced.
0: You give me, you give me a speed map and I'll tell you exactly why he should be shorter. All right, <laughs> <The> Spirit
1: Ridge. <laughs> Spirit Ridge comes out and, we, and leads from um, Barry Six with Angel of Truth, so it's a slow. It's going to be a slowly run race as long as, and I think those two might might. Um, I think Spirit Ridge has the ability to relax, but yeah, it's to, it looks it looks as though Spirit Ridge and Angel of Truth will fight each other for the lead, and or I'll, I'll be on the pace there. The other horses, you can map them all together. They're going to slowly come across, and yeah, really, there's a blanket across all of those, but I think there'll be two two leaders in the rest of the field sort of in a slowly run tanker, I guess. Um, on top for me, I had Mirage Dancer. I just think he's got way too many ticks here. Um, 2,500 metres, he's got four wins and seven placings from 14 starts, which is pretty impressive for a stay-up. Loves a good track, five wins, six placings from 17 starts. Um, he's third up here off two great runs, in my, my opinion, and he was one of the best closing late there against Toby Tongue and uh, Spirit Ridge last start. I'm a massive fan of Spirit Ridge. Um, he can run well here today but uh, with the lack of pace up front he'll get every chance however I just feel this might have come a bit too quick for him, wait for age group one against stayers like this and a few European stays in, in there as well um, I'm not convinced completely but I've, I think he's a good chance and I think the one that's massive overs is the Kiwi sound $23 and $6.50 and um, he's coming in pretty pretty fit with a couple of um, long runs. His most recent was a Melbourne Cup 3200, so he's got the fitness under the belt. But um, who did you see on top, mate?
0: Well, like I said, I, I didn't. I came into this race thinking, don't do it, don't find him. But here's why I said Dragon Ace would be shorter. He's going to get a similar type of run to his victory in the cox plate, where he got cover on the fence, he was switched off for the trip, and, and then bossy's woken him up brought him out and this bike's just exploded in the straight uh he'll get in the good lanes what we believe will be the good lanes for racing on the day he's clearly been short of his best this prep but he's been over 1400 meters and 1600 meters and um that's obviously well short of his his run in the ram that i thought was really good uh and that was off the back of, uh, so all-star mile day, the mounting yard mail that I had received, he played up massively in the tunnel before, before going out. So you can end that run completely. Uh, like I said, ran a really good race in the, the Ram that I thought, and at a part he was sort of held up when very elegant had to come back and went around the heels of a Dave who then went on to win the race. I think the step up to 24 meters, uh, 2400 meters is going to be a really positive one because he, we know that he likes to get out into that distance. I mean, he even ran a really solid race in a Melbourne Cup. The, the, the key to Sir Dragon A is he needs to pull his head in on the day and really parade well. I think if you can get that vision through Sky Thoroughbred Central, that's going to be key to backing this horse. But at $5.50 at the moment, I'm really happy to. To take that price and and find out on the day because he is clearly the class horse of this race. I mean, you can't see you can't say any of these would have gone and won a Cox played on at, uh, at Mooney Valley that day.
1: I agree with you there. He was absolutely superb that day, but yeah, I think he's massive under here. To be honest with you, like I'm i hearing exactly what you're saying, but I'm I want to I want to be convinced by him. I don't think he's come back since that um, last preparation, and by getting him here on a seven day backup out the 2,400 on a good track, a firm, firm surface. So I'm not convinced at 480. Similar to what I said to you before, if you're going to give me 10 or 11 for a horse like that, I'll take it. But, um, yeah, my opinion is I don't think he'll be in the finish, but it, you were right about his run last week. He was he was one of the better horses home last weekend. But it's a pretty interesting race. I think you can, like, like we spoke about before, I tried to find Melody Bell in the market, but... Oh, and it's, it's hard to leave um, leave her out as well, but that's that's how strong the race is to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, Mirage Dancer and Spirit Ridge for one.
0: Melody Bell could be the horse that, that the way I see the the race playing out is is Sir Dragon is going Sir Dragon is going to be on the fence and, and Melody Bell could be the one covering him, so she could really create an issue for Sir Dragon getting any room in the in the run, uh, especially in the straight. So I think she's clearly the the danger in this race. Um, I can see what you're saying about Sir Dragon. Oh, yes, he's not been anywhere near his best, and you know he's been playing up and all that kind of thing. But and I, I definitely might talk you out of not backing him to that. But but um, I just think Saturday could be a day where he really comes back and stamps himself as a as one of the group one stayers of Australia at the moment. Um, And he could even be on a tilt to a a Sydney cup or something like that. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see him not only pop up in that race, but if it's a wet deck, I wouldn't be surprised to see him really in the market there.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. He's a better, better horse on a wet deck for sure. I think the um, only other thing we can probably mention is if these two leaders get a bit of a um, soft split over there and take it easy, they could, that could be hard to run down there at the end of the day, especially if the truck is playing a bit uh leader biased. I mean, Angel of Truth last weekend was absolutely superb in that uh round of it against very elegant in Dave. So I'll, I'll probably give her another chance. Oh sorry, him another chance to run well for the Hawks stable. But um yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to see how Mirage Dancer and Sir Dragon A and those horses go. It's a pretty it's
0: a good race. So just very quickly, this right ra- the the way this race is definitely gonna play out is that Angel of Truth and Spirit Ridge are gonna go forward. Angel of Truth could just be an absolute pest to Spirit of Ridge this entire race and just sit just off his heels and not let him get to the fence and make him work just hard enough to to stay up in, in a position where he sort of wants to be but doesn't really want to be. And off of Angel of Truth's last run in the Randvet, I wouldn't be surprised at all just to see him bolting up the fence and and winning. Um, if that's how the race plays out on the day, if, if, you know, Sir Dragon O doesn't get a run, what I'm looking for is, is Angel of Truth is, like you said, gotten some cheap sectionals, been an absolute pest to Spirit Ridge and could just almost bolt him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm hearing you there. I think we should move on from this race because the more I look at it, I just want to start talking about another horse. There's that many chances here. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, before, before I start talking about She's Ideal, I reckon we'll, we'll move on to the next race.
0: Oh, we're not talking about She's Ideal. What we will do, punters, we will move on to race eight. It's over 1,500 metres, the Doncaster Prelude. Uh, it looks a little bit like the old glutton for punishment stakes from a couple of weeks ago, Fish. We've got uh, the favourite at the moment or joint favourites I've got is $5 uh, Rock and Yow Dash. Suvidar's at $7.50, Buffalo River, eight, and then we're into double figures for the likes of uh, Creadierus, the Cat, uh, Purple Sector, Bottega, Dawn Passage, uh, Handle the Truth is there as well. Uh, give us a speed map, mate.
1: Wait, a, it's a tough speed map, this one, but um, yeah, Dash from Barrier 2, I reckon will take the lead. Buffalo River's going to um, put his head down and sprint to the front like he always does, and It'll be interesting to see if they can relax in this time. Then you've got um, Just Thinking out of the Waterhouse and Bots Stable. He'll come across as well. And Arkademus, I believe Arkademus is from the Michael we'll, well, no, Hawks as well. You know. So, yeah, Archidemus will come out from Barrier 15. and you, They'll have to go to the front of those ones out wide. So, they'll be on the pace. And then you got Creadera. So, I'm assuming it'll be five lengths last before the bend like usual. <laughs> Just to frustrate us. Um yeah, I'm pretty keen on Rocky. He had the fastest last 600 of the whole meeting um, when he raced in the Ajax Stakes, finishing third. He's unbeaten second up. That's what the Hawks do best. They, uh, they're fine, fine winning races for these top horses and sneak him in. Um, I think sixty is great odds. Firm service is um, exactly what he wants. I do believe Creadurus is probably – you can probably have a save bet on Creadurus in this race at $10. I mean, you're finally getting odds that he deserves. And Saturday punters will take it. So, if you uh, like any boss in the field with a bit of uh, a bit of value to it, I'd be waiting until late because I think Creediris will get the late money on Saturday just by people trying to get their money back. He definitely goes into quaddies, and because he has a serious turn of foot, and there's um plenty of pace in this race. So, um, yeah, I think Creediris is a chance, but apart from that, um, not too sure. I probably couldn't super does a winning chance from a terrible barrier but um yeah no I'm pretty keen on pretty keen on rocky actually he's probably going to be my best bet of the day what about yourself
0: i couldn't i think the biggest part of creditus in this race is he could run into absolute roadblocks if he's got to stick to the inside like buffalo river has not been finishing off his races how he normally does he's been well short of his best this, uh, this prep I'll go through. I have it really easy to put pens through a lot of these horses in the top of the market. So uh, very simple for Yaw Dash. Yaw Dash without Nash, no cash. Subadar, uh, I just doesn't look to be set for this race. Like Doncaster wasn't on the cards when he went down the Flemington Strait at twelve hundred meters. Creediris is a card. I said that before. Uh, Buffalo River, like I said, off the boil this prep big time. I thought Matega should have won last start and swapped on the line, but it hasn't won since May last year, so I'm really concerned about that. This is what the punters come for, Fish. They come for horses at value, and I've got one. He's the top weight in the race. He is clearly the best galloper here. His name is Socy Bond. His win at Flemington last start, he had the best closing figures of the meeting. From gate seven, he'll be midfield sort of just off the pace and off the figures he ran in his last start. He's definitely got the turn of foot to beat these home. Um, I think he can run a really cheeky race at 30s. The, the key to this horse, and I think this race, you said it's going to be a fast run race. We've got horses up out the front that, like, yeah, Dash last start was lucky to win, was just sort of battling to, to pick back up again and get over the line and Buffalo River. I mean, Arkademus and Think It Over are going to do a lot of work to get up onto the lead. This is where I'll go away from my betting strategy a bit. And it's because he's going to probably get into clear lanes out towards the middle of the track. And if he puts in figures like he did last start, I think he could find some weak ones late and you know, he's already going to be in front of the likes of Bottega, Suvidar, Rock, Creadieras. So he's going to have the favours from the mat there as well. I think he's a great bet at 30. Yeah, he's a great
1: bet at $30 for a proven horse like that, um, who's won some big races. My only career with Sosa Vaughan is where he's going to be in the run because like we spoke about, I think it is going to suit the, um, uh, the on-pace horses there. And it depends where he, where he gets to start there. Um, but yeah, he's certainly a winning chance at good odds, a couple of dollars on my horse that I thought was a bit overs in this race was Purple Sector uh, for John Thompson and Hugh Bowman, he's had a few big wins over his career, this is getting up to a um, a class of race that's he hasn't been to before but he's just had a couple of big wins, It caught my eye a few times um, last preparation and I thought a race like this might suit him, this preparation and Second up suits as well. So, interesting to see how he goes. But, yeah, it's another great race.
0: Yeah. I, before you back, Sosibon, I think you'd like to see maybe a horse or two sort of come from midfield or towards the back of the field and at least put in a really strong run. You'd like to see a horse making some ground on the day. You would need to see that before you go on back. I mean, that's what I'm going to be waiting for. But 30s, I, I, I think he's a great man. He put in a great win last start, and I'm really looking forward to that race. It would also just be, and I'm sorry, punters. I'm just trying to get my act together a little bit here to move forward. But um I also think it'd be a great story if he got into a, a Doncaster. He's had what, 60 starts or something like that, 50 starts. He is a seasoned veteran. He is a gorgeous horse to look at. Um and it yeah, in a Doncaster where he might find some horses with some real weaknesses.
1: Oh, for sure. But his only problem if he goes to the Doncaster is he's going to carry a lot of weight against a few horses that sneak in with the forty nines and fifties. That's his, that'll be his only issue. And I'm not sure if he's suited at sixteen hundred, but I I think he's definitely over the odds this weekend, like you've said.
0: Hmm. His last his last start tells me that fifteen hundred won't be an issue on Saturday and at sixteen hundred in a Doncaster wouldn't be an issue either. He he read really well. But uh, we'll stop bagging on about that, mate. We'll move forward to Caulfield now.
1: Sounds good, mate. Yeah, we've got the Easter Cup. I will apologise. My um, my screen in front of me has just absolutely shat himself. He's heard me talking about a few horses he didn't like and just decided not to work. So I'm glancing back down at the phone now. But yeah, Caulfield, we're moving on to the um, Easter Cup, is it? Yep.
0: Race 7, Easter, Easter Cup. cup. Race
1: 7, Easter Cup. Top of the market. We've got um, Perzian, who's come back after the Melbourne Cup preparation, last prep. Um, then you're looking at Platoon at seven dollars fifty, uh, Ladon de V from the Freedman Camp eight dollars fifty, Ahmad the European uh, import at thirteen dollars, Hangman ten, and then you're getting a bit out to double-figure odds there. Um, you, you got a bit of a speed
0: map there, Jackie. Yeah, this one is really easy to work out, mate, because a lot of these horses uh, are going to look to sit midfield. I've got Ladon de V from gate one, definitely pushes the button and goes forward. I think good idea coming off of the Adelaide Cup win and Gate 4 will go and put himself in the picture as well. Uh, You've got Harlem, Mongolian Marshall, uh, home by midnight. Uh, Even Val declares their platoon will sit around the midfield. All the pace is drawn inside and some horses could really be cast in this race. The likes of and Platoon, who were right in the market for this race. They could find themselves in some really tricky spots. Uh, but looking for La to go forward, good idea to be up around there as well. And, and everything else is just going to sort itself out in the midfield. Uh, I landed with good idea on top here, mate. Uh, thought the Adelaide Cup win was really impressive, beating Charlie Rose, who was a very short favourite on the day. A lot of these horses are first up, well, they've been up for a long time. They've definitely got bigger goals set for the future. Um, He maps to get a great run in transit. I'm not really concerned about the drop down to 2000 metres. I think it just means that he's going to have a bit in the tank for what's going to be a, could be a slowly run race, really, um, because not a lot of horses look to, are going to really look to take this by the scruff of the neck. Uh, like we spoke about before, the rail's going to be out six metres at Caulfield. I'm expecting on-pace runners to be heavily suited uh, or, or heavily advantaged, I should say. And I think he could give a lot of these too much work to do once they get to that final turn and into the straight. Around the $17 mark, I think good ideas is a great bet to have.
1: Yeah, sounds good, mate. Um, I'm certainly not keen to um, go out anyway from Persean. I think uh, he's the closest horse we have to very elegant in terms of just sheer guts and determination. It doesn't matter what task you give him, he gives his all. And if he's in a good spot around the turn, that's the query. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting him on top just because of that, but um certainly hard to go against him. I, I landed on uh, Le Don DeVay on top, or Le, Le Don DeVoy, or however you say it. Uh, I just think he landed the barrier one. Pace only looks moderate, like you just mentioned. Um, 2,000 metres, looks to suit after a bit of a fitness hit out in Adelaide there. And I just love these European stays. And I think I think the Jamie Carr booking says a lot about the stable's confidence. I mean, fair enough, yeah, there would be targets later on in the preparation. But I think if something can pinch this, it might be uh, Le LeDon Devey from, Le from a good draw. The other one I'm keen to have a look at is um, Ahmad from the Philip Stokes camp. Um, came over here from last preparation, I believe, trying to get into a Melbourne Cup, but they didn't make it. And um, now he's first up today. Big watch. He seems to be getting in light here. And I think $13 and $4 odds, you can probably have a little play each way. But, yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be probably playing the Jamie Carr card here.
0: It's a, a good uh, point that you make about Ahmad. When overseas gallopers come over here, they are significantly better than ours. Uh, I did say after his last start win that, and I believe it was on the review pod, that wherever Persan goes next start, he'll just win. But I'm so concerned about this map that he's got in Drawing Barrier 50,000 at Caulfield because he's just going to be absolutely cast from there. Um, you've also got horses in here like Val and Declare who might go and run a cheeky race. Um, I've sort of tried to stick up for Muhammad Dayas so far this prep. Uh, Harlem at 17s looks like he's going to get a really good run in transit as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he lobs. But I just think that Le V is going to go and set the pace. Good idea. Smokes a plate behind him. Peels out off the heels into the straight and and maybe shows that he's just a little bit too quick in the end. Um, Could be to mine a, a similar setup to that uh Doncaster prelude that we talked about where uh Angel of Truth is just a pest to Spirit Ridge. I think that that uh sorry, partners I'm getting lost here. <laughs> I think that uh good idea could very much do the same thing to LaDonda V and and just be in the right part of the track when uh, when they get into the straight and, and be heavily advantaged there. So that's what I'm that's the angle I'm looking to play there, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally fair enough, mate. all makes good sense. Um, yeah, and the only um, good thing is if, you, if you're if you not a fan of Perzanne on the weekend, you're probably going to get decent odds because is the one horse in this uh, race that's pushing the rest of the horses out. I mean, there's plenty of double-figure chances in this race, no doubt about that. And if Persian gets um, raced out of it by the draw, um, I think we're going to see a um, big odds winner here. I mean, Le Don DeVay's second favourite or Platoon's second favourite, $7.50 absolutely great um great value here so yeah if you're not keen if you're not keen on the first end, uh, you've probably got some good odds to play with
0: there's plenty of meat on the bone for this whole weekend mate and it looks a really good weekend of racing it's great uh, a great time to be off work which is a nice change but um i'm really looking forward to the day on saturday do you have any other bets on the day that you're really looking forward to mate
1: Um, I don't mind the horse in race one at Sydney called um, Safe. I think um, he's shown enough in his first two runs to be, I thought he was going to be a lot shorter in the market at $7. So um, the two horses I like in that race are Safe and and Conrad. And and, uh, you got $3.87. So I'm going to be able to play on Safe. And I think he will definitely be in the finish. But that's the only one, really early one, that comes to mind on there. But I will be up there on Saturday at Rose Hill. So I'll be trying to find that meat on the bone and I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, it'll be all the mounting yard mail from Fish. That's what we'll be looking for here. Um, I'm going to take us to Caulfield for a bet I'm really keen to have is race six over a 1,000 metres. I think the favourite in that race, Alpha Oro, looks incredibly hard to beat. We'll go forward from gauge six, is an absolute gun at a 1,000 metres. We'll play that. Very pesty type of role to Satorial Splendor, uh, who's coming off a last start win, but probably didn't beat much there. Um, so I think Alpha Oro in, in race six, I'm really keen to have a play there. Um, could be one of my best of the day, but we'll have to wait till the previews come out on Saturday morning. Fish.
1: Sounds good, mate. Look, that'll. Um... I might be a couple of hundred down there on Saturday at Rose Hill and I'll line up before I race six and triple my money on Alfaro by the sounds of that.
0: Yep, getting the queue. Looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> so that's all for us from a punning perspective, there, punters. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, send it through to us. We definitely want to hear it. Uh, but we're not hearing anything. Fish, uh, get on to Brilliant Racing for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, all our previews will be out there on Saturday morning. For will be a massive day on, on Taker and Stank's Day. There's a some patient Patience Stakes. There's is coming out of your neck. Um, apologies, again to the, apologies again to the viewers. My face is very slowly improving, but I still look like a real weirdo. So sorry for that. Uh, anything else from you, Fish? No, I just wanted
1: to say happy Easter to everyone and hope everyone has a great weekend and fills their pockets. That's about all. I'm looking forward to it myself and... Hope you feel better, better soon, mate, as well.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. But um, yeah, people don't fill their pockets with cash. Hopefully, they fill them with chocolates and and have a, a good one there. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for the review pod for this weekend, mate, and hopefully, on here talking about how many winners we picked on Saturday and how good we are. Uh, that's all from me, mate. Thank you for joining me again. As always, been an absolute pleasure, and I'll talk to you on Monday in the review.
1: Cheers, Joe. Time, mate.